At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we did. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal. My name's Tim, and I'm a conservative. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come give us a shout at uh, libcon.podbean.com. We'll have uh, some more avenues coming for you to, to talk to us. Uh, give us some ratings in the iTunes store if it uh, strikes your fancy. Be, be, be kind. Uh, well, you don't have to. If you really think we suck, it's okay. You can tell us. Uh, check out Tim's ministry at uh, facebook.com forward slash that service guy and uh, go buy his book on Amazon. It's called uh, Things I Want. It's fantastic. Uh, we are going to get you up to speed with the election, uh, talk about what it means to be a conservative these days, since that seems to be uh, very much in question. Uh, talk about uh, bias in the media, WTF, quick hits, and something cool, but uh, all in due course. In the meantime, how are you, sir? Um, man, I'm good. I'm a little, I'm a little shaky right now. Like I, 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 I think I told you this. I, I, I do this thing called No Eat Thursdays. So I, I, you know, and like uh, trying to connect with the, the suffering of people all over the world who are starving. I, I don't eat anything on Thursdays, which, which means I pretty much subsist solely on uh, caffeine and nicotine. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a little like shaky and jittery at the moment, um, which, which is weird. I haven't, I haven't felt this way before. So um, if I pass out in the middle of our, our show, I'd, apologies. Uh, <laughs> Could 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 you do it like no eat Wednesdays so that <laughs> or maybe we should should we, should we record on Thursdays? I'm not entirely sure this seems wise. <laughs> I, I don't I, you know I don't know. It's the, the first time that I felt like this, so we'll we'll see. Because I always do it. I mean, this isn't this isn't hardly new. Uh, I, I I swam today, so I worked out. I don't usually end up working out on Thursday, so maybe it's the, the working out on top of everything. But. Um, yeah, it's in, but it's good. It's been it's been really good for me spiritually, and and it's you know it's it's all you know fasting has always been a, a huge part of uh, Catholic spirituality, and really spirituality is all you know all across the world and and throughout time. Uh, you know the idea of going without for a little bit to help you to to focus on um, you know whatever power you believe in. Uh, and so it's it's certainly been very very good. And I've started going to, to Latin Mass in the morning. Uh, the only mass that's at like seven a.m., which is you know really the only time I can always make it to mass, is it's an old it's it's old school Latin mass, like the the old pre-Vatican II Latin, um, which has been which is fascinating and very different from the norm, but also also equally good for my spirituality. So I'm I'm enjoying as, as you know by refocusing my ministry on on youth ministry. It's get freed me freed up a lot of time for focusing on on spirituality, which has has been nice. It's been good. So you are both wired on caffeine and nicotine yes. and Check. the Holy Spirit all at once, and the Holy all in one the the trifecta Lovely. of wires. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's what the Vatican had in mind when they said the Holy Trinity. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so shaky but good. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm good. You know, it's been a good day. Um, you know, just uh, plugging along as always. 
I, I, I did dig my dig my hole in the backyard, so that was that was fun. Dug uh, me a hole. Yeah. Nice. I dug me a hole. No, I, I, I made a I made a flower bed. I I leveled out ground and uh, uh, I, I I'm fairly certain I I would have done a better job had I like rented some sort of motorized tiller thing, but uh, uh, I I was convinced that i just needed to not spend the money and I, I have all the tools here to get this done myself so i decided to do it and uh i'm, I'm glad i did it i don't know if i'll ever do it again because god it was a lot of work but you know worked uh worked out well so that's that's fun i suppose not really but you know what are you gonna do um so anyhow awesome. well uh let's what's what's awesome digging a hole diving into i miss that that's definitely an upside like like pre-children you you have so much time to for for things of that nature random hobbies and things that you're doing our our friend daniel you know like he's like the master of of multiple hobbies and i'm like oh i wanna i wanna do that and and then i remember i have a four-year-old and a four-month-old i'm like oh well Maybe this is why in 10 I do years. this sort of thing now. Well, I mean, hearing of hearing of, of Daniel's Daniel's uh, Daniel's conquering of various things has always been sort of an inspiration for me. So, uh, which is why I, you know, dove as much into cooking as I did and, and have gotten as as far into gardening as I have, and uh, you know, things things of that nature. So, yeah. You know, oh, man, are you gonna I, cook I, for I me when that. I come up there? Are you gonna make? I, are you gonna make yummy gonna, things? Gonna always. You do. I'll, I'll oh, make you, I'm so I'll excited! Make things. Well, will you be able to eat? You'll be here on Thursday. B and B. Maybe I'll. We'll, I'll take a break. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll let the poor suffer on their own for one <laughs> one Thursday. <laughs> Sorry, poor people. <laughs> You're uh, out of luck I, this Thursday. I suck at that's, being Catholic. That's awesome, and that's when we lost all of our new listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get it started. We're going to start off with the election uh, this week. We're going to very, very quickly discuss the happenings. Uh, yeah, just just a, a brief rundown. Bernie won West Virginia. So did Trump. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how much any of this matters. I'm certain it doesn't matter at all on the Republican side. Uh, Dan Quayle came back and pissed off the Bush family this morning. I don't know if you heard about that. No, what did Quayle do? Oh, he backed Trump. Oh, and the Bushes responded? Well, they didn't respond, but word on the street is that they're not happy with (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, you know, it got personal for the Bushes. We went after, I can't believe I'm defending them, but I mean, you know, they, they, they... Donald went after Jeb, you know, they, he really did. Well, he ruined it. You know, he ruined Jeb's coronation. You know, I mean, Jeb kind of ruined it for himself a little bit, but uh, I mean, it's not like Jeb was beating everybody else. Yeah, he Jeb wasn't is even, not without, responsibility. He, he wasn't even second place, but uh, yeah, I can, I can see where it, it got a little personal. Jeb made him. it past. Did he make it into the top 10? Yeah. I mean, well, and, I mean, yeah, right. Well, and you got to remember too, though, you know, like Bush senior, at least, I mean, he was part of the, the rebuilding of the Republican Party, you know, when, when we talk about going, you know, wishing we had Reagan back, you know, Bush was a crucial part of that. And now we look at the direction that Trump has taken the Republican Party, and I, I can certainly see where Bush Sr. is kind of worried about his legacy a little bit, you know, like he feels like he, he built this party up and now it's the party of Trump. So that's, I mean, that's got to be disappointing for a guy at the end of his years. 
I I would certainly think so. Uh, I, I I can't even. I don't know. Uh, just. I don't even want to talk about the guy. I mean, you know, he went and, uh, I mean, I would say that, you know, he went and tried to hug and kiss and make nice with, with Paul Ryan this morning, uh, you know, and then met with a bunch of other Republican muckety mucks and, and they're all sort of talking of unifying and, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, it, that I, I think it will or won't happen. I mean, let's face it, nothing unites Republicans like a Clinton. So, you know, who knows, but, uh, mm. That is you know, scary. There it is. I yeah. You know I I I don't know. You know it 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 is what it is, and it's still sort of in the same uh, status that it was. You know it's still terrifying. Donald Trump is you know close to being president. Anything else? You know. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing new to add there. I'm. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, waiting waiting with bated breath to to see what you know what happens with the. The Democrats to, to see, you know, I, I did read an article. I know we're all, you know, sick of hearing about Hillary Clinton and her emails, but it is fascinating, especially since we're going to be talking about media bias, you know, depending on which media you read, how important all the email stuff is. You know, I was reading an article and I hadn't noticed who it was, who it was from. And I was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, she is this close to going to jail. Heavens, this is terrible. And then, you know, I get to the bottom, it's like, you know, Fox News opinion piece. And it's, uh, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe this isn't the way it is. So, I don't know. It's it's an interesting aspect of things, and especially as we, we dive into the whole media idea of media bias. You know, who who do we believe, you know? And we see that, you know, when, when we talk about Facebook with, uh, you know, how much, you know, is that, that website directing people in a certain way, you know, for certain headlines to read certain headlines. Well, you know, so who, who do we believe and how much of our opinion is based on that? And you see the, all the stuff with the white house and, and the supposedly heavy, heavy spin that they put on the Iran deal, you know, to, to make it look maybe better than it was. Uh, or, or maybe they didn't, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it is interesting in that aspect. Well, but that, yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll 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 get to that. We'll know, get to the, it with we'll, with with the media bias thing. But but yeah. I mean, I will say like with the, with Hillary and the the Fox News thing, I not my my day starts off. I, I'm ashamed to admit it. I I'm probably going to sound like I'm you know 80 when I say this, but you know I I still have a Yahoo mail address, and Yahoo is still kind of where I start my day. And not I mean I, I'm not there long, so don't judge me, but. Uh, not a day goes by that I don't scroll through that. And there's this guy who's a commentator on Fox News. His name is Judge Napolitano. Napolitano That's who I read. Yeah, yeah. Judge, Judge, and the, and every day, and not a day goes by. There's not a headline that starts off with Judge Knapp says Hillary's in trouble. Napolitano, Hillary going to jail. Hillary can't avoid this one. Click here. And at the bottom, it's always Fox News. Every yeah. time. Without what? fail. So, yeah, I mean, if you're reading Fox News every time, then you're wondering why they haven't hauled her away. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, if that if somebody who's, you know, like our dad, you know, if you're starting out, you know, if your homepage is Fox News and that's how you start out your day. I mean, if that's where you're getting your news, then, yeah, Hillary's this close to yeah. the can, you know. Damn right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, I mean other, yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do? But, I mean, as far as the... As far as the Democrats go, Bernie did win in West Virginia. Uh, of course, more. 
again with the bias, you know, there's a lot of people who are screaming, well, nobody really wants to pay attention to Bernie and there's all the bias against Bernie and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I just look, guys, I again, now that we have listeners and I, I can't be quite so much of a dick about this, but Hillary Clinton won West Virginia in 2008, too, guys. I mean, I could I could I, I could I literally could took a list and went down the line of what Hillary did in 2008 and what Bernie is doing in 2016. And they're so close to identical. It's frightening. And another thing that I noticed when I went to looking all this up, Hillary actually won the overall popular vote in 2008. Hillary what? got more overall. Hillary got more total votes. If you totaled all the votes up, the actual vote counts. Hillary got more of them in 2008 than Obama did. So Obama stole the election. He did. He wow. stole it. Like Bush stole it. the will war. of the people. Oh my goodness. I know so much and for the for the for the Democratic primary being rigged in favor of the establishment candidate. I'm that is you. fascinating. Isn't Nobody's it? talking about I that. Mean, I read that anywhere. No, nobody's talking about that. And, and wow. we're saying Bernie is actually still losing in the overall popular wow. vote. I mean, I, I like Bernie, guys. I really do. He's cool and he's fun. Wow. But look at the this, media. This not, look is, at what they're doing. This is a real thing. I mean, it, he's losing because he's losing, and it's not that it's a. Gr- I mean, because I mean, look, you know, that was. I mean, Hillary lost to an upstart candidate. Hillary was the establishment in 2008. If you think she was coronized and you're coronated now, good God, she was really coronated eight years ago. And Obama came out of nowhere. And Bernie came out of nowhere. And Bernie's done good. He's done really, really good. But he's just, you know, I'm not going to say it because it's hard when you believe in something and it's not, you know, you just, you got to come to that yourself. So I'm not going to go all crazy on it but good for bernie went in west virginia and, and i mean he beat her pretty hard Snaps. but she was after after that court after that quote that stupid cold comment she made she was gonna lose west virginia by a lot so uh yeah uh i mean there there we go that's th- there's the week in the election i'm sure there's more that happened but uh, i do want to point out that there was one poll out there the rasmussen rasmussen poll that came out that trump campaign went all nuts about and and it's true she was they had her very close within one or two points and actually losing in a couple of swing states, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania. The polling, don't pay any attention to it because the polling data that's out there that they polled was 10% wider than the actual electorate in any of those states, which was more than enough to swing it much more in Trump's favor because mm-hmm. this is not a race thing, but Trump actually does better with with white people than Hillary does, and that's just the way it is. And Hillary does better with Hispanics and and uh, uh, with African Americans much more so uh, than Trump does. So if you have a wider polling sample, then Trump's going to do better, and that's why he did pretty well in those polls. And that's it. So basically, Rasmussen cheated without. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but they're not you know reliable. Yeah. So there you go. But well, but it does demonstrate that it's. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it a Trump versus Clinton is a lot closer. Than 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 I would like. <laughs> it's a much. It's going to be a. I, I'm worried that it's going to be a much closer election than uh, than we would like to than we would like to believe that it's going to be, um, which is worrisome. Well, I, 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 it, I think I it's mean, hey, it, the economists it, it, it are, the economists had a whole spread on it, and they're they're very accurate in saying that you know we are. While it's unlikely, you know we are. I, I think it is true. We're one act of terrorism, one Clinton scandal away 
from pushing the needle. Uh, I think that that's a very real possibility. While it's an unlikely possibility, I, I think it is there. I know it is, and I'm I'm the first one to I am the first one to admit it. And I got to be honest. Look, if it were if it were Bernie versus Trump, I would honestly be more comfortable in knowing that Donald Trump would not be the president. Mm-hmm. But again, I've said this before. I've looked at both me personally. I have looked at both Bernie and Hillary together, and I I I want Hillary more than I want Bernie. That's it. So, you know, again, nothing against Bernie. And honestly, if Bernie were to win, I'd probably be okay. But, you know, uh, but at the same time, it does make it a little bit, a little bit of a dice roll in this respect. It does. It does. People want Hillary because she's more electable thing after a certain point really didn't fly with me. Because honestly, if I were going for electability and, and electability alone, I'd be going for Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. There you go. So we got to move on. Uh, we are going to talk now about conservatism and what the hell a conservative is, because this is this this is actually a thing. It's very difficult at this point for because if you ask any of the major Republican folk out there, say the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, the elected leader of the Republican Party. Paul Ryan, who is the Speaker of the House, and the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, what does it mean to be a Republican? I think you'd likely get three very different answers. Certainly two very different answers. And then I think you have your version of conservatism, which, to my mind, I've heard it, and I think it's more in line with what it is to be a, quote, reasonable sort of conservative, and is actually more in line with what people think of being Reagan-esque than what a lot of these folks are running around saying today. So who's right? Talk to me, Goose. What do you got? Well, man, I I think what it means to be a Republican uh, understandably changes over time, just as what it means to be a Democrat changes over time. Um, You know, I, I think that the, the crucial things for Republicans, the crucial thing for Republicans, I think, is is small government. You know, the idea that you want to let the, the lowest group possible handle it. Um, the the belief in, in the power of the free market and the ability of the free market to correct itself. Um, and the, the belief that the more power you give to government, the more waste that you get. Uh and the more likely you are to fall into the trap of the, the sort of crony capitalism, where the, the bigger corporations get more and more power because they're able to manipulate the, manipulate the government. Um, and I, I think a big thing for us also is free trade. And, and that's where I get really frustrated with, with Donald Trump, because I don't understand how, I don't understand how he's a Republican. You know, I listen to him talk about trade. I listen to him talk about immigration. And I don't think that these are Republican stances. Um, You know, Republicans are for uh, allowing the economy to grow and pretty much anything that's going to encourage business. Uh, And and immigration helps business. So all of this talk of of throwing up walls and blocking trade deals, these are not Republican beliefs. Um, and, and I don't think that he's Republican in the sense of, of his, his stances on pro-life. You know, it, uh, maybe he's had this massive change of heart, but I really, I, I, have, I have a very hard time believing that. 
Um, and then getting, giving, getting beyond what it means to be a conservative, because I mean, I mean, maybe there is a difference between being a Republican and being a conservative. Um, but I, I feel like being a Republican, that name you used to mean something. Uh, I, I feel like it's a very proud party with a very proud tradition. You know, this, this is the party of Lincoln. This is the party that helped to, to get rid of slavery. Um, and, and this is, this is the party of Reagan that, that helped to bring down the Soviet Union. Uh, and I think that it's important for our leaders to remember that we, when we talk about, well, we have to rally around our nominee. But if our nominee isn't a, a Republican and all he's done is hijack our party, then we're not doing our party any favors by rallying around him. We need to rally around the things that we believe in, and we believe in free trade. We, we believe in America's role in the world. And, and that's, that's another thing that scares me about Donald Trump is the, the way that he talks about backing away from that, that role uh, that, that America plays. Um, I mean, I understand some of the frustration uh, about how, you know, how much do people, how much do the rest of the world contribute to their own protection? Uh, I get the idea that absolutely we need to uh, demand that our fellow NATO allies uh, up there, the amount of their GDP that they, that they spend on the military, because that's part of the, the NATO agreement. Um, but we, America likes to be, we, we like to be in charge. We like to be in control. Why? Because we feel like we do a good job of this because we believe in our values and we believe that these are our values that can, that can help the rest of the world. And listening to somebody talk about, uh, stepping back and, and getting away. I, I, I don't think this is what it means to be a Republican. I, I think that we believe in the, the role of America in the, in the current world. Um, that's the one that, that really amuses me as, as much, if not more than anything else, because if you listened throughout the debate process earlier this year and you listened to Trump hell for the last eight years over, which I tried not to, but I mean, you know, every now and then you see an article about it tweeted about the thing with the guy in the place and it's, you know, whatever. But, uh, all of this talk about how, weak we are and we're we're just we're we're not leading and obama's leading from behind and he's he's just he's trying to destroy our standing in the world and no one trusts us and where are they and everywhere i go it's where's america and yada 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 and even trump has been echoing all of that talking about how weak we've been and yada 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 and 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 but then to hear him talk about his actual policies it's almost like he wants to pull back more and it's weird. It, it doesn't really make any sense, you know. And I don't know. It, uh, but it, in a in a in a in a in a smaller sense, those are big, broad strokes right there. But the thing that that I that I that I get tripped up on is that I, if if you were to ask me what what the Democratic Party stands for, just on a few sort of issues, I I could tell you that. Uh, Democrats are, if, if you're a Democrat, generally you are, you want to see immigration reform put out there. Uh, you want, uh, better investments in infrastructure. You, uh, want the healthcare system overhauled and reformed potentially into a single payer system. Uh, you are not for, uh, privatization of, of social security. Uh, you're anti-abortion. 
uh, and or you're uh, pro-choice. I'm sorry, not anti-abortion. My bad. <laughs> uh, and you are a supporter of of, of gay rights uh, and expanding uh, on uh, gay marriage and, and things of that nature. Uh, you're for the legalization of marijuana and so on and so forth. I, I, I know I know Republicans are, are anti-abortion. They don't want to reform immigration. If so, so see, I, I, I don't agree with that. Obamacare I don't agree with that Obamacare statement. Obamacare hadn't been passed. But why? Who out there is talking? Because that's the thing. They, 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 didn't, they don't talk about wanting to. They just talk about what Obama can't do. They talk about. They, they talk about how we can't reform health care. We can't do anything about Social Security, so we have to privatize it. Uh, we don't have the money to do infrastructure. I, 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 can, I know a lot about what Republicans are against, which is all of it, it seems like. But I don't know what, what they're what, – what are they for? What do they want to do other than well, lower and, taxes and, that's and, what, and that's what's happened, and that's where we've gotten lost, is, is we have allowed ourselves to become this party of no, but that doesn't – that's not what being a Republican means. Uh, that that's what's happened since that's what that's what happened since Bush since the Tea Party rose up in response to Bush it didn't come about because of Obama it came about because of Bush and it's and it, and that's the direction that they've taken us into this party of no but when you look at immigration for example all the great Republicans have been pro immigration Reagan uh, Bush Senior uh, I don't want to call. W a great Republican, but he was part of, you know, he, he great, he sponsored immigration reform. He pushed for immigration reform. McCain pushed for immigration reform. Graham pushed for immigration reform. These are Republican ideas that have been put forth. And now this, our, our party has been taken over by, by the, by the tea party. And now you've got Donald Trump trying to take it over and they're not pushing Republican ideals. Republicans have been pro immigration reform. Republicans have been we ha- we ha- we we have been sort of pro healthcare reform. We we could have done better about pushing it, but we've been over this. Bush W put forth an uh, a a healthcare reform uh, ideas. Uh, Ryan put forth a very well laid out healthcare plan. Um you know, and then what was the other thing? Legalization of marijuana. I, I think that a lot of Republicans would be pro-legalization of, of marijuana. I don't think that you could say that a Republican platform is is anti uh, or anti legalization of mar- marijuana. I, I think that's something that the party's a little bit mixed on as we try to figure out how to go about things. But again, that's also where I, when we look at the, the increase in incarceration rates and all of these things. As a Republicans, we should be looking at this from an economic standpoint. And we should be looking at the number of people in prison and going, you know, we don't we don't want to pay for all this. This is this is getting expensive. What can we do? Oh, we can legalize marijuana. Okay, score. Let's legalize that. Great. Okay, get those people out of jail. We don't want to pay for that anymore. Like that's that's the sort of thing. And, and absolutely, we are pro the privatization of Social Security, but not in the you know dun 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 terrifying way that that Democrats put it out there. We've put forth solid plans for the partial privatization of Social Security in which people are prominent, people who are currently retiring or will be retiring in the next 10 to 15 years, they are they are promised exactly what they have. And we're talking about people much younger getting, getting partially privatized Social Security plans. And even those plans, right, we're saying, okay, you can put your money here instead of in Social Security. We promise you the same amount of money that you would get if there was, if, 
you were using Social Security, but you're probably going to get more, and that money is yours. It's not the government. So that money is yours, so it can be passed on down to your children. Whereas whenever Democrats get a hold of it, they start talking about privatization of Social Security, and they make it sound like we're wanting to rob all the old people. Okay. I'm, I'm not, you know, it, it, it's okay. I didn't say you wanted to rob any old people. I, I, I didn't actually say that privatization was bad, necessarily. I don't know enough about it. Some of the way that you've described it sounds okay to me, but I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I was really just sort of generally pointing out, okay, I, I, I can, I can lay out if I bump into somebody and they say I'm a Democrat, then I can pretty well gather a lot of the things that they're interested in doing Mm -hmm. with Republicans. That's harder. And I don't know that it should be quite so hard. It, it shouldn't be, thing. but I, I would, I would argue that and it's much I mean, harder I, now. I, I respect, it I res- I respect what you're saying. I, yeah. And I, I mean, I respect what you're saying, but it's like you said, parties evolve. They always have. I mean, this has been a thing. The Republican party was a very different animal from 1860 to 1900 to 1950 to the year 2000. And the same thing with the Democrats. They, it, it's they're They're constantly evolving sort of thing you know i mean the the uh all the all the anti all the segregationists used to be democrats you know back in the day um you know and and that flipped somewhere in there so you know there was a lot of uh you know a lot of changes have happened and i think that there is a possibility that a lot that this may be a sea change for the Republican party. And it may not be what it was 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And I don't know if, if there's a way to get it back. That's what I, that's what I'm afraid of, uh, is that there isn't a way to get it back. Um, because I mean, like you talk about the immigration reform thing, that, that is a Republican ideal. Dude, I, I heard Marco Rubio came straight out and said, we don't need immigration reform. And uh, Ted Cruz agreed with him. I mean, and these were major players and not just not just in the primary, but in the party period. These guys were the face of the party four or five, six years ago. They were, Um, you know, uh, and they're not only that, but they intended to be the future, particularly Rubio. You know, he was big, big deal, you know, so. um, I mean, again, he used to be pro-immigration reform and then he changed his mind. Well, then he decided to run for president. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and like uh, you are absolutely correct that at this point in time, it is suddenly difficult for the Republicans to figure out who we are and what we're for. And this is why it's all the more important that starting with Speaker Ryan, we stand up for the Republican Party and we say, no, if our nominee is not re- representing what the party is all about, then we're not going to stand by that nominee. We are going to stand for Republican ideals. And if somehow we have accumulated a base that is anti all of these basic Republican ideals, then we need to evaluate our base. And we need to we need to take a good hard look at ourselves and who we want to be as a party. And do we need and do we need to accept that okay, you know what? Maybe we are going to lose some of our base of where whatever has become our base and and move on. Uh, which is what I, I think we need to do. We, we need to say, okay, you know what? We're, we're not anti all of these things. We, we are pro-immigration because immigration is a good economic 
uh, a thing. We are pro uh, healthcare reform because that is a good, that is a necessary thing. Uh, we are pro um, things like carbon taxes as long as this is done in the form of a tax swap because this is a good economic thing. Uh, we're pro finding new solutions to energy uh, because this is a good economic thing. We're supposed to be the party of economics, and we have gotten away from that, and that's where we have to refocus. And having someone up there shouting against free trade is not the way to go. I would tend to agree. Yeah, the the, 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 the immigration thing, when you laid out the – and I, I don't understand why, the, why more Republicans don't – do exactly when they because if they wanted to shift on immigration, one, they would get a pretty good chunk of the Latino vote, I think, because I think that Latinos may be more naturally culturally Republican mm-hmm. than but the party is so anti-immigration that they're never going to get it until they make a shift there and shifting and making the argument to people that this is an economic thing. It's a good thing the way that you're. You know, it, it should play to everything that's in the base, cutting government spending. And guys, look at how much we spend on this. And, and just some of the numbers that you've put out, we haven't talked about them since we, you know, people started, you know, like paying attention to us. But uh, we should at some point uh, lay out these numbers because there's a very real argument to be made that immigration reform would be great for the economy um, if, if we could just get it figured out and settled. Uh, on either side. Uh, and the same thing with, with climate change. Why, and honestly, this is on the Democrats, why the Democrats don't just hijack that issue and turn that into, uh, look, this is, this is a business thing. Screw the environment. We don't need to talk about the environment. We need to talk about the business angle of coming up with new energies and leading in that industry, the mm-hmm. world. Because that's Absolutely. what we're supposed to do, right? We're America. We lead, don't we? Or do mm-hmm. we just only lead with our guns and actually not lead in anything else? You know, because China's yeah. not doing anything about it. Uh, why should we? Um, yeah. You know, it, there's all of these opportunities for this that, you know, Republicans are really missing on. But honestly, Democrats are missing on some of it, too. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not blameless in this. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, and that's where, um, and I get frustrated. Like what you talked about infrastructure, right? You said you, one of the things you said as a Democrat, okay, I'm pro infrastructure. God dang it. Why, why is that a, why is that the Democrats? We, we are pro infrastructure. Why? Because infrastructure is important for businesses, for growing business. We have to have a strong infrastructure. Why in the world would that be the democratic ideal? That's a Republican ideal. Um, and well, and terrifyingly enough, I, I think that's actually one that Trump is, has touched on and, and being pro. So, so good for him on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, all of these things that somehow have become Democratic ideals, we, we've given up on because of this, this base that we're trying to garner. And yeah, I'm sorry. All right, fine. If you don't want to be our base because you you don't want to support these these ideals that are that are small government and economically focused, well then fine. Go go vote for somebody else. What did Lindsey Graham say? I lost you a long time ago. Yeah, and I think ultimately that's the decision that the party leadership has got to make. They have to because I don't think they can have it both ways. There's an awful lot of people out there that are trying to sugarcoat this as though no 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 no, it's fine. We can't have it both ways. I don't think you can. 
I think you're going to try to have it both ways. And I think that, again, barring a major catastrophe, terrorist attack, Clinton investigation, which I'm sure there's going to be lots of those anyway, but uh, not terrorist attacks, Clinton investigations, especially if she gets elected, because, you know, that's what they do when they put a Clinton in the office, they investigate them. Um, So there'll be plenty of time for all that. But in the meantime, barring any of those things happening, they will lose. And and they're going to be right back to honestly where they were in 2012 when they had to sit down and reevaluate and try to figure out ways to expand all of this stuff. And they basically came out and said, and at some point in 2013, well, we need to try to expand our base and we need to figure out how to do all of these things. A lot of the things that you just said, and then they just kind of went, but we're not gonna. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's what they need to decide. They need to decide, are they going to be a party that stands up for specific ideals or are they going to be tried? Are they going to be the party that just tries to hold on to their people? Well, that's the thing. And when we talk about, you know, expanding our base, it's not as if we're trying to expand our base just through some solely political move of, of wanting to gain power. You know, that's, that's the move of backing Trump. Uh, willing to say anything just because we think, well, maybe this guy is going to be able to get us elected and we can ride in on his coattails. You know, uh, expanding our base is actually us uh, adjusting, so not, not even adjusting, but getting back to the ideals that that is that is being a Republican. Um, you know, we're we're money people. This is what we do. So let's start backing the policies that will bring money back into the economy. So there you go. So that's what Republicanism should be. Republicanism should be about uh, it should be about economics. It should be about finding ways for um, smaller government in order to eliminate waste and uh, a strong, absolutely strong army, strong national security. This is what we do. Absolutely, we're willing to spend money on these things, um, but not on massive amounts of border patrols on our on our southern border. That is, or massive incarcerations. That is, that is not us, and that's not who we need to be. Fair enough. A, uh, a uh, well, I don't know. I, I was going to say something clever, but I can't think of anything. It's it's gone. We got to move on. We're going to do. Uh, we're going to we're 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 going to do. Uh, we're going to move on to WTF. Uh, who do you have? John Huntsman back in Trump. What the? Are what? you kidding me? Are you no. kidding me? John Huntsman. We need to rally behind our nominee. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It made me want to throw up. Oh, you're you're kidding me. The ultimate moderate, my number one guy, loved him with all my heart, and we got to back our nominee. I made me sick. Really? Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to have a WTF of my own this week. You got to really, really? How, how could you do when that? When did this happen? How could you do that? May 2nd. Oh. Wow. 10 days ago and we missed it. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I don't even it, think I want to keep doing the show. I think we need to just stop. I can't believe that. If John really, Huntsman man? is going to back him. I, yeah, exactly. I can't even believe that. Like, that's, you know, his old no labels thing. I mean, that's one of my inspirations for wanting to, for wanting to do this show. And he's going to come out and back the nominee just because just because he's the Republican, not because he shares his ideals, not because he believes everything that he's saying, just because he's a nominee, just because he's been managed to hijack our party. Yeah, no, couldn't couldn't believe it. I don't. Oh, my God. You know, I expect that kind of thing out of weasels like John Boehner, but oh, my Lord. <laughs> 
Man, that's terrible. You know, there was an interview with Boehner today where they asked him, uh, are you going to back the nominee? Well, yeah, we need to back the nominee. Okay, so they, 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 they then went down a list of, of issues. Do you agree with Donald Trump on this, 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 and this? Every single one of them, Boehner said no. So the gist of it is, is that you're going to support him because he's a Republican nominee, not because you actually think anything good about what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Just because country he has first, that name. John, country first. Good job. Yeah. Jackass. Go smoke some cigarettes and play golf. You orange moron. Yeah. I, I, I can't yeah, believe, I, I can't believe the, uh, the, the level of party spirit there is, is ridiculous. Oh, Being a Republican should mean something. It should, it's, it's, it's a matter of pride at some point. I, I can't, I can't stomach it. Ugh, gross. Anyway. Well, my, my, okay. So my WTF is not really so much a, a person or a thing, but there was just this, there was this moment where I sort of had to, I just couldn't believe it was happening. It was, it was, and it'll lead right into our next topic, so it's it's fine. But I, I, I just, I was watching this happen. Did you, did you see the, the Twitter war between Elizabeth Warren and uh, Donald Trump? Did you hear about this? Sadly, I missed that. That that must have been okay. awesome. Well, there was, yeah. I mean, it was sort of a drop the mic kind of moment with Elizabeth Warren, and and it, and and you know what she did? She she hit him, went out, and and but. The thing is, is that she sort of went down to, you know, she kind of met Trump at his level, which is a very low level on Twitter. And and they were reporting about the entire thing on CNN. And and it was a very juvenile sort of exchange, really, for the for the two of them. And uh, it's you know, it, it was just there was this reading of it in her uh, uh, the the. Uh, the reporter on CNN was was reading these tweets back and forth uh, in, in in like her very serious news person voice uh, and and it and but it, it it just it was like watching mean tweets without the irony mm. and 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 for some reason they're not pulling up and I had them right in front of me and it and it was just but anyway, she's reading these tweets back and forth, and it's it's goofy. Elizabeth Warren is is uh, not you know is well known for being a fraud and not a Native American, and 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 Elizabeth Warren is basically hitting him back with for real at Donald Trump, and and Newswoman is reading reading these things back and forth, word for word, and I'm just sitting there going, this is this is my country. And if I was in that newsroom, I would be laughing my ass off right now. This is a conversation between a sitting senator and a nominee for president. Yeah. Show is, show has reached a new low. Yeah. Then the uh, show definitely reached a new low. It was, it was, it was awful. It was just awful, but hilarious at the same time because she was being so serious about it. I felt kind of mm-hmm. bad for the reporter. But and I would read them back and forth, but my web browser is 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 being stupid right now. So you know what are you gonna do? But uh, it, yeah, it was it was just it, it was just one of those moments where I definitely had a, a WTF sort of feeling. Like I can't believe it's gotten here. 
but it has. So well, and that's and, and when we talk about you know what it means to to be a Republican, another thing that that me, to me being a Republican means is a certain level of statesmanship. Uh, and I'm disappointed constantly by our party for our complete lack of statesmanship. And and Trump is this, this is the exchange you're talking about is just one more thing there. You know, uh, there's supposed to be a sense of um, you know a sense of pride, a sense of composure, and and it's just it's just not there. Uh, the most composed person in politics right now is our president, Barack Obama. God bless him for for maintaining that level of decorum. And I'll be deeply, deeply distressed and sad to see him go. Yeah. Ugh. If nothing else, but he's managed to stay above the fray, even with with the way that you know my party has attacked him constantly. He's he's managed to maintain his composure and maintain uh, the level of decorum that I think the presidency should have. And now we're going to replace that with Donald Trump. Yeah, here's here's here are some of the tweets. Goofy Elizabeth Warren has been one of the least effective senators in the entire U.S. Senate. She has done nothing. To which Elizabeth Senate Warren comes back with goofy Donald Trump for real for a guy with the best words. That's a pretty lame nickname weak. Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And again, just imagine that being read out in serious reporter voice and, and yeah. I, that, that poor thing. I, I, I felt so bad for her. anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pathetic. We're all, we're all, we're all baffled by Trump. Yada, 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 big surprise. Well, all I mean, right, I'm so eager to talk- see what Clinton is like in these debates. And I hope cause Regardless of how you feel about her, she does. She's she's done a pretty impressive job of keeping her composure, and I'm I'm interested to see what the debates are like, uh, and if she she ends up sinking to his level or not. She's crooked Hillary. I call her crooked Hillary, and so she's crooked Hillary. She's crooked Hillary. Yeah, that's that's the way she is. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about the media bias in the media now. Everybody says and agrees, and this is this has been a thing all the way through this election cycle. Again, conservatives are convinced that there's this massive liberal conspiracy in the media uh, about it, and uh, Bernie's people are convinced that there's a, a media conspiracy against him, and Trump was convinced that there was a media conspiracy against him, and uh, everybody everybody hates the media. Everybody loves to hate the media. Uh, this is just sort of kind of again it's it's sort of the the state of things these days according to wikipedia there was uh, uh as far as demographic pollings go uh 78 of conservatives this was as of 2013 78 of conservatives think that mass media is biased as compared to 44 percent of liberals and 50 percent of moderates uh only about 36 percent of people view mass media reporting as just about right uh overall so bottom line everybody seems to hate the media now Here's where I get fuzzy Uh, because you can't, to me, I don't see this as a vast conspiracy. Fox News is biased. MSNBC is biased and they're not shy about it. Huffington Post, biased, not shy about it. Salon, biased, not shy about it. The Hill, biased, not shy about it. Same thing with Think Progress. This is all over and over and over and over and over again. So when you say the media, who are we talking about? Are we talking about CNN? Are we talking about The Economist? Are we talking about all the local news stations? I don't know. So, which is part of the reason why I don't entirely buy it, that there is this major conspiracy against everything. I think that there is bias in everything. Now, 
other interesting things that go along with this. Facebook recently came out and said that they were deliberately, there were former employees saying that they were deliberately sort of shaping their news streams on Facebook to exclude conservative media. Now, naturally, the Republicans have to investigate this. So they're sent a big thing to Facebook trying to ask them what 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 whatever were they thinking and, and show us why you were doing this and blah, 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 blah. So... I, I I don't even think that you can point to that and say that that's a vast conspiracy of anything because, frankly, Facebook can do whatever they want. They're a private corporation. So if they want to shape the media, why, I mean, should the Democrats be investigating Fox News next time they get sent it up for trying to shape opinions? I mean, of course not. I don't think so. So what what do you got? First of all, when you when you say the media is biased, who are you talking about? Man, that's a that's good. Uh, I, um, I I think the I, I think you're right that different medias have a, you know their own their own biases. Uh, I think one of the big problems in this day and age, anyway, is that because of the plethora of media sites available, uh, thanks to thanks to the internet, um, you can you can spend all of your time now just reading the people who agree with you. Uh, and it just feeding you, feeding your opinion, right? Um, and uh, you know, honestly, I think that would be that would be the biggest issue, you know, because suddenly you can't trust any of the the facts that you see because every media site has their own spin that that they're trying to put on things, um, and it's you know, people are going for media is going for for headlines and, and readership. Uh, and, and so they're just putting out their, they're putting out little snippets, uh, because that's, what's going to get everybody listening and get everybody reading and get them their likes and get them their hits. Um, but I, I think you, you do have a point when we just say, you know, the media is, is doing this or the media is out to get us, you know, nowadays that's maybe becoming less and less true that this overarching media scheme is out there to get one side or the other. Um, now I think, you know, honestly, I think Trump probably has a point that the media is out to get him. I, I don't think the media has necessarily been very shy about that fact that, uh, a lot of the people who control most of the major media sites out there don't like Donald Trump and are doing everything they can to, to fight against him. Um, so I, I don't know. Is that, is that a bad thing? I, I'm not sure. Uh, and, and maybe the same holds true for Hillary of, you know, the various media sites that tend to kind of be out to get her. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I don't I don't really have a, a good answer for you as far as media. Is well, out but to see, get, I, 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 see I, I think I think you kind of hit on it a little bit in that that the reason that perception still exists is exactly why. Is, is, is because of what you said. What you, what you said earlier was that people tend to, these days it's very easy to pigeonhole yourself. If you're a conservative, then you go straight to foxnews.com, right? You spend all your time reading foxnews.com, but then Fox News can tell you, which they do incessantly, about the liberal bias in the media. So you spend all of your time reading Fox News, and that entire time they're pumping into you that all the other media is biased and against you. So you're not going to go anywhere else because you know that you can trust Fox News. They're not biased. They're the one that's telling you all the other media is biased, right? 
So, mm-hmm. well, naturally, I'm going to stay right here where they're not biased because they say all the other people are biased and they agree with everything I do. So then you pigeonhole yourself into that one spot and you never hear anything else. Right? You don't listen to anything. And I think that that, because that, that perception, that comes out of Fox News and it comes out of liberal media too because the liberal media has been running around telling everybody, the really progressive media has been running around telling everybody that they don't want Bernie that the media really wants Hillary and they're the ones that are selling it. And you need to keep reading us because, you know, we believe in Bernie. So, you know, and the rest of the media, they just, they want Hillary to, to, to win and, and they don't want Bernie to do anything. So there's that, that bias that exists. And I think they get into this vicious, vicious sort of cycle that, makes it hard to get out of. I think 20, 30 years ago, you might've been able to, and I think you probably could make the point of there being a liberal bias in the media. Sure. Because, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the media was owned by Hollywood types. Hollywood has famously always been liberal and Mm -hmm. there were limited sources out there. So, you know, I think when our parents were our age, yeah, I think that there was, uh, you know, especially during the 80s when there was this explosion of, of like CNN and the 24-hour news cycle and all this stuff. But pre-internet, you still had your news coming from a few very small amount of sources, you know. Um, but then, you know, you can also make the point that the media wasn't exactly terribly kind to Bill Clinton either. You know, the media went after him pretty hard over yeah. all of the affairs and everything else that they uncovered. So... You know, just because it didn't stick, didn't, you know, doesn't mean that they didn't try. You know, it's kind of like with Trump. They've been trying to put all this stuff out there, sort of. Um, Frankly, sometimes I don't think they've been trying hard enough, but, uh, you know, they've been they've been doing it. Uh, And it it, it, just because it hasn't stuck doesn't mean they're not trying. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, again, I, I, I don't because I have believed for a long time that this idea of a biased media is no longer valid. Well, it's not that it's no longer valid. Of course it's valid. Of course there's bias in things. But it's not some vast conspiracy that everybody's trying to brainwash society into believing this stuff. I think, if anything, they're trying to brainwash you into believing that a bias exists so you shouldn't read anything but what you're already reading. And, and I think that's fair. I, I think I, I think I think we I think we've hit on it. I think the two big problems right now uh, with with the way that media is done is that one, uh, you you can very easily allow yourself to just be listening to those media sources that um, uh, agree with you, and so it just feeds. It's this vicious cycle, right? Uh, but then also. There, there's the and this is something that all media is guilty of is just grabbing on the sound bites, right? And just wanting to talk about those things that everybody's interested in, and that oh wow, look at it. And right now, uh, Paul Ryan just just highlighted it uh, with Trump. Um, Paul Ryan uh, sort of used the the media frenzy about Trump in order to get a chance to talk about uh, the opioid the opioid epidemic, right? All you know, he calls this press conference, and everyone thinks, "Oh, he's going to talk about Trump and all of this." And he spends the entire time talking about um, the the opioid the opioid epidemic and some of the bipartisan bills that are that are being put forth and that are coming up for us to 
um, that there are going to be votes on and how important this is that we that we tackle this issue. And, you know, and then he so he stops his speech and he's like, all right, so any questions? And all the media, all the questions were about Trump. And then in all of the news about it, the closest that anyone got to talking about the opioid fact was just highlighting the fact that he had used Trump in order to highlight the opioid thing. No one still, no one is talking about all of these bills that are being put forth to fix this. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think those are those are the two big problems. Uh, not not so much the fact that all media is liberally biased or that all media is conservative biased. I don't I don't think that that's that that's the case anymore. I I hadn't heard anything about that to be honest with you. I didn't yeah. even know that he'd called a press conference about that. Exactly. I, shame on shame on CNN because that's what I you know I I come home. And I, I watched CNN for about half an hour while I sort of uh, unwind or, you know, maybe maybe longer. It just kind of depends on how close yeah. I am to Anderson, you know, because Anderson's awesome. Um, yeah. But no, or, no one, or no one cares Burnett, about it. You know, because, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, you know, and, but another thing with the soundbite thing, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the, the coal thing that Clinton said in West Virginia, that was a dumb thing to say. Right. OK. Well, what nobody talked about, I don't know if you heard about this, but what she said was that she was glad she made some comment to the effect of she was glad that the, the coal industry, that coal companies were failing. Right. Because of of. Uh, you know, the EPA and things like that. And, and that was, and that was, that was admittedly a dumb thing to say, but that's what everybody focused on. What nobody focused on and what nobody talked about was what she actually said immediately after that was that what she wanted was a way to shift the conversation away from bringing coal back and shift it over to finding new ways to help those regions come back. Mm-hmm. Instead of just telling people, which is what I've been saying for years, and what I've been saying too, we're on the same page. What we've here. both been saying, yeah, finding ways to expand industry in those areas so that they're not relying on coal. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about that. Yeah. Everybody talked about her being glad about the downfall of the coal industry, and she gets her butt kicked in West Virginia immediately afterward. Again, a state she won in 2008, I might also point out. Yeah. So, you know. That's exactly right. This is, this is what the media does. And it, unless you're willing to take the time to go back and read for yourself and not just latch on to what you heard, then, then you're going to believe all of it. It's like the Pope's you know, most famous phrase at this point, you know, who am I to judge? All anyone talks about is that. That's it. They don't talk about all the stuff he said before that that led to him saying that. Um, all they focus on is that one line. And some people say, well, politicians need to be wary of that. And so be careful. To w-. So what? They Politicians can't say anything. They, ca- they can't talk because, you know, the one thing because the media is going to hop on one phrase that they have and everyone's going to hit on it and use that for, for each media base is going to use that for their own personal bias and push it however they want to. It's like it's like quoting scripture out of context. You can make scripture say anything you want to as long as you're pulling this line or that line. And you can do the same thing with politicians. Uh, you can you can pull this phrase or that phrase and make it look like they're saying whatever you want them to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the idea that they should be leery of that is, is really kind of awful. If you think about it, you know, yeah. that this is like what you said, what are they, what are they going to do? Not talk. Is that really what you want? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's before we, before we move on, let, let's, let's talk more about, I, I just want to talk about the Senate Facebook thing. 
It's um, ridiculous. What you're exactly it, right. It, it Facebook is, right? is a it's, private company. They can do whatever the hell they want to. They don't need you know we don't need Senate hearings on this. Thanks again for spending our money on Senate hearings. Appreciate it. Like, yeah. That it's it's ridiculous. That's the only phrase. You know, now shame on Facebook for purposefully manipulating sources, uh, but this is not the government's job to call a hearing on it. Well, okay, I'm done. I have nothing else to add. Kind of yeah, sorry. I, I don't know if you expected me to no, argue. Right. Uh, I, that, no, no, I wasn't. I, I just, I, I wondered, I, I wondered, honestly, I wondered what you thought of it. I, I sort of, you'd already, you know, we, we hadn't, I, I did want to, well, we covered it. There we go. We're yeah. done. All right. Republican <laughs> means small government, small government, not government witch hunts and massive government hearings that waste all of our money. Yeah. Well, on that note, we got to move on to quick hits. And since we're talking about uh, government things that waste our money, we want to wish a sec- happy second anniversary to the Benghazi Committee, which turned two this week. And just uh, just 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 as a just as a little bit of a refresher, we are now uh, we are we are now seven million dollars in the hole over this one. Uh, we have had eight other investigations uh end of this uh all of them have failed and still no signs whatsoever of wrongdoing and the committee is going to keep on trucking there's no time no no timetable for disbanding it they're gonna they have a lot lot more to go uh so they say uh they have discovered, as by their own admission, the select committee has discovered no new evidence that contradicts the core findings of the previous bipartisan and independent investigations. Done. But happy anniversary nonetheless. Anything to add? Being a Republican means being pro-small government, anti-government <laughs> waste. Stop wasting our money on government hearings. There you go. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic that this is still going on, but proof that these people will just stop at nothing to find something wrong with Hillary Clinton. Uh, anyhow, the uh, Tesla did a Hyperloop test. Did you read about that this week? Have you heard about the Hyperloop? I did, and that's that's exciting. I you know, I, I, exactly the type of thing we're talking about. With okay, let's 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 lead. Let's let's invest in the in these in this in research and development, and and seeing what new energy sources we can can find. What a fantastic thing for American uh, entrepreneurship and and for the American economy if we can be uh, the movers and shaker of the next big energy thing. I know so many people hate fracking, but you know what? What a fantastic thing for the for the American economy and the American government that we we found this this new way of doing an energy source and and, and look at look at the the gains that we had uh, from an economic standpoint because of it. Um, so let's let's keep going. Let's keep trying to find new ways that we can do things. Um, you know, and a number one thing, and this is again, you know, we, we don't talk about things that aren't uh, aren't sexy, you know, but a, a major issue right now is the is the American patent system. Uh, this is this is a system that is is has become uh, over bureaucratized and completely at the beck and call of the massive corporations and such who want to prevent, uh, you know, especially with pharmaceutical companies that want to prevent their drugs uh, from becoming generic. 
And we, we have to find ways to, to overhaul these things to encourage entrepreneurship. Uh, and we as a government need to invest in uh, energy, new you know, research and development for new energy sources. And so this looks fantastic. And I hope that Tesla is successful. Yeah. And that, they, you know, because there's there's everybody, uh, this whole thing with trains these days, they, they, trains go through sort of a renaissance, it seems like about every five years where they're the new sexy thing and everybody wants to go back and ride on trains and we're going to expand trains and put money into Amtrak and all we're Americans. We and, don't like trains anymore. Uh, well, but it's not that we don't like trains. It's just that trains are, I mean, they're fine. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, I, I mean, it, it's neat and whatnot, but I mean, like I was reading a, um, um, uh, a back and forth between a couple of people online where one guy was talking about people were trying to push him to take a train to go from uh, the Pacific Northwest Washington state to uh, where he's a remote worker. And a couple times a week, he has to get to Southern California and there's a train that runs that route or he can fly. And the thing about it is, is that the flight takes three hours. Okay. Or not three, like the entire time of, of the process of flying takes three to four hours and the process of taking a train takes 20. So if you've got the choice and you can afford either one, then why on earth would you take a train if it takes 20 hours? Yeah. Get in the car. Yeah. I mean, and drive yourself or, you know, but I mean, if you or if you have the means to take the flight, take the flight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost a no brainer. Well, this so, is the thing. We, we've, we've already invested. We've already invested all of this money in our basic infrastructure being based around the car. And so we need to stop thinking that, OK, well, we're going to do big, awesome, sexy bullet train projects. And somehow this is going to solve our, our energy issues and our and our transportation issues and our, and our climate issues. And accept the fact that, OK, we're, we're a car-based transportation system. So we need to find ways to make that more efficient and better for our, our environment and better for the climate. And... Thank God for Tesla taking steps to try to make things happen. Thank goodness for some of the progress that's finally being made in, in uh, electronic cars and, and hybrid cars. And hopefully we'll continue down that path and speed things up a little bit. Well, but the Hyperloop in and of itself is still something of a, is still effectively a train. I mean, it's got a lot of the same limitations of tracks and, and things of that nature. It's just uh, a lot, lot, lot faster than anything else. It's something like what, uh, 500 miles an hour, I think, or something. Oh, okay. I, mis I misunderstood and what the Hyperloop a, was thing. I thought that was using cars a, and like shooting the cars faster, like your own car. No, it would then no, shoot no, no, you no. along. Okay. I don't think so. Never well, mind that. My knowledge. Um, no, it, it looks a bit like everything if you watch I just it, said. it looks, <laughs> it looks a bit like a roller coaster going really, really fast, but it only requires okay. a burst of energy, like every 10 miles to do it. Yeah. So it's extraordinarily low power. Um, and it's going to face some of the same problems that say trains would, would have, but the problem, one of the problems with the train infrastructure these days is that it's so much based around shipping that it's hard for passenger trains to get aboard in edgewise, um, from a priority standpoint. So, um, you know, if you had something that was completely independent of shipping like this hyperloop, then it might have a shot, but you know, who knows? Still an interesting an interesting thing, and congratulations on Tesla. Uh, the Brazilian president was impeached officially today. This was someone you you had strong feelings about. We talked about her a few weeks back. Uh, she uh, has been forced out of the Brazilian White House while they investigate her. 
Uh, yeah, 180 days. Yeah, this is what did did you 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 liked this woman or you did not like this woman? Which 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 of the two was it? I don't recall. No, didn't like. Uh, she's just sort of been a big disappointment. Um, ever since so Lula was the president of Brazil for a long time. He was very a center left politician, very widely respected. Did a lot of good for um, for Brazil, and this was sort of she was you know his his chosen successor, and she's just really been one disappointment after another. Um, now, upsettingly enough, it seems like maybe Lula was involved with some scandal, which is extraordinarily disappointing because, as I said, he was he was very widely, widely respected uh, for what he did for the country. Um, and that's part of what got her into trouble was she did some blatant uh, trying to shield him from any, you know, trials and hearings and that sort of thing. So, um you know, and, and, and sadly, it's it, it highlights some of the issues that can come about when business and government get too interlapped. You know, most of their a lot of the scandals are revolving around uh, Petrobras, which is their sort of their state energy, state-owned energy company. Um, and this, you know, and, and and this is the fight that Republicans need to be fighting, you know, and pointing these sorts of things out and saying, OK, this is why we don't believe in state ownership of, of things. This is why we're sketch on the government running things, because it leads to exactly this, this type of, of crony capitalism. Um, and and so I'm, I'm glad that Dilma's been impeached and I, I hope that Brazil's able to move forward. Yeah, well, you know. Like I say, we'll see. Uh, so, well, that's uh, that is all we have tonight. It is it is my turn to uh, to take us out with uh, with uh, to wrap it up with uh, with something cool tonight. So, I am going to do that, provided you have uh, nothing else to nothing else to say this evening. No, uh, I'm good. Take us out with something cool. Out, out, outstanding. My, my, my. Something cool is actually something that we we haven't we've hinted at here on the show a little bit, but I'm gonna uh, give you guys a few details of it. My something cool is my partner in crime in this this endeavor. Uh, my brother Tim, uh, who you 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 know as as your resident conservative, uh, Tim has uh, taken uh, time out of his life in the last several months to focus entirely on doing. Uh, service work. Uh, and this is not a, a proposition without uh, some moderate financial risk. It's, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult life. Um, but in dedicating himself to uh, doing things that help from uh, uh, youth ministry to just uh, basic service volunteer work when he has the time, uh, it is a, an extraordinarily brave step. Uh, and I don't think uh, that uh, I can say enough how proud I am uh, of him and our family is also of you uh, and for the chances that you're taking and the work that you're doing, which even though I am not a Catholic, uh, it really doesn't matter because you've, uh, you're reaching out to people, which is not something a lot of people have uh, the courage uh, to do uh, in lieu of simply uh, trying to earn a living and nothing more, uh, which is really what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I pale in comparison and I applaud you. And I think it is absolutely something cool. So, uh, thanks, thanks very much for joining us. We are, Hey, what can I say? Uh, we, uh, thanks very much for joining us. We are, we are very proud to, to have had you hang around for the evening. 
Uh, come back and see us next week. Rate us on the iTunes store if you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks so much, and have a pleasant week. Mm-hmm.